Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. Do you remember when podcasts used to be good? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Until they come back, here are those two baked goods, Rue and Tugs. <laughs> the show notes say, and Rue is opening this episode. Oh, he well. Didn't open the episode. What the hell are you doing? Oh, uh, I don't know. I was thinking of saying something like, welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion. Uh, oh, wait, that's season one. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to For What It's Worth. This is Rue. Yay! And this is Tugs. I don't have a sound effect for Boo. Oh. <laughs> I really should. <laughs> oh. Wah, wah, wah. Oh. Yay! So you've joined us on season three, episode 19. Putting on the suit. Wait, I don't agree with this topic. I right out the gate. It's not about putting on a suit; it's about getting into character. I know that's what the topic is. But getting no, into no, no, character. no, no. But fursuit does not equal character. There's a bang equals in there, buddy. Uh, you're right, but you're right. You're completely right. So you got to change it right now. Okay. Well, we're talking about just purely getting into character. So whether it be you, you know getting into bias. character on chat and like role playing. Or, you know, just being in character, even if you're not into in your suit or anything like that. Or if you're Rue, you just apparently assume everyone is only about fursuiting. You, are first, you have a fursuit bias. I don't. You do. You do. I do. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a while since we've been in studio. So we had our special where uh, Corey and I went to BabsCon and Haku filled in for you. It was good. Yay, which was the last Babs episode. Con. It was our special. Interesting event. Go listen. Uh, and then I've just been holding down the fort. But uh, I guess we, we'll do this in housekeeping. We'll save the announcement later. You, What have you been up to? I went to Fanex. Yeah. What's Fan X? Fan X, not Axe. Fan Axe? <laughs> you walk in and they spell Fan Axe. Oh, oh, it's some form of Comic Con type thing. Some form. <laughs> Um, we went there and we saw Amy Pond. Who the hell is Amy Pond? Really hot. <laughs> we have a bisexual in the room. There can only be one. Otherwise, they will become a quadrisexual. <laughs> I'm Pyrofox. I'm a trisexual. <laughs> he has sex with tricycles? No. <laughs> wow, wow. No, 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 no. no. Who's the, Amy Pond? Amy Pond? What's the actor's name again? Christian, like... Whoa. Catherine. No, wait, this isn't the actor's name? Seriously, who is this? Amy Pond is from Doctor Who. Is that the character name or the actress? The character. Who is played by... My brain is fried right now. <gasps> That's what? a terrible name. Right. Okay, okay, so they had one of his had one of his sidekicks. Is this from the which, companion, do- which yeah. doctor? The 11th. Uh, the 11th doctor. Oh, please, give me a name. I don't know the numbers. Matt, uh, Matt Smith. Smith. Oh, man. Almost hot. Yeah, no, she's pretty hot. No, 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 no. She... About Matt Smith, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right? well, who Chicks knows? Party going on over there. Ew. What? Who else was there? I know they had um, the next Fillion. generation cast. Nathan Fillion. was Nathan Lane there. Nathan Fillion. Oh, I was excited. <laughs> no. Nathan Fillion. Who's that? Uh, Captain for the um, Firefly Castle Serenity. Guys, look, I'm a video game nerd. I don't do much TV nerding. I'm sorry. Fine. Then the Green Power Ranger was there. I love that guy. <laughs> really? Yes. yes. He's still on the show. Yes. That's really sad. Like, he's been on that show since I was watching it and the first season when it was just the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I like when he was the White Ranger. Isn't it something St. John or whatever his name is? Mm. Did he wear his uniform? Was he the Green Ranger? I think he did. 
Oh my god, he kept it. <laughs> Hold on, I could pull this out. Mods fly out. Last year we had like Stan Lee there or something. Mm. He was there, but it it was pretty fun. Did, I mean, did you meet, did you meet Patrick Stewart? We didn't meet him. No. Ah, uh, damn it! You could have gotten him to record an ident for the show. That would have been amazing. Can you imagine Patrick Stewart doing our ident? You you happened to have all of the, the the stuff, and it was very very short notice. I was even iPhone. going to go. You have a phone. I dragged him to go. In an emergency, anything will record Patrick Stewart. But for you us. know what? We did do some recording. <laughs> oh well, where's the audio? Uh, we don't have the audio. We was actually this in the public have restroom? the video, and we'll put we'll put our little video that I was following a fox around. It happens to be this fox that we have on our show today. Um, his name is Keat. He's and been he's been on before, but um, but yeah, I we followed um, people around and we kept asking them, "What do you, what say? Do you say?" We had a <laughs> sign um, that he was holding that says, "What do you say?" Oh, that would have been for some to, great recording to make fun of the "What does the fox say?" Because everybody was asking him, was "What does the fox say?" And he would just point to the sign. Well, what do you say? <sighs> look, look, everyone <laughs> out there, and I know there are more than a few of you right now. It's an old joke. Please stop. <laughs> really. Like, I, I know that we, we give each other a hard time on the show <laughs> and we'll tease each other about things that the other person hates. I'm telling you, a lot of people are really tired of the what does the fox say joke. It's not funny anymore. It's worse when you are a fox. It's it's did it, it was funny the first time, right? And then the next 89 no, times. No, it's never funny. See, thank you. <laughs> See, but I've sat down and I've thought about it. Isn't it better, though, that we're getting this reaction of, oh, what does the fox say? No, <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Or is it better for people to just sit there and stare at you and be like, and ask the question, What's with the tail? Or why are you a fox? Or I, like, why I would are rather you have the mask, though, because it means that they're going to learn, not just associate us with some nerdy European annoying music video. It was amusing the first two times. It's, it's a really bad stereotype. And then every teenager think they're the coolest kid. So, every little children <laughs> yeah. comes up to you and starts singing that song, and it's like, oh my gosh. Or, so, Fanex is good, bad. Uh, Fanex was good. Why I, is it called Fanex? Because it's, it's the other half, right? They do two a year yeah. now. So yeah. So Fanex is supposed to be the fan experience where there's a lot more interaction with the fans and like uh, actors and stuff versus other one is more like merchandise and stuff. Uh, See, that's not what we were saying off the air. Do you want to share that or no? Yeah, I will. I feel like that, honestly, I feel like that you just paid to go to a great big gigantic swap meet. What now? Why do you say that though? Because uh, well, first of all, like, what's the venue like? Is it like well, a, the dealer's huge? den is like the whole entire thing, the <laughs> whole convention. Wait, wait, what, were the actors just walking around? And well, they had an area off to the side for the actors, you know. But you had to pay like not only bucks. did you have to pay, you had to pay the autograph, but fee. you had to pay the autograph fee as well, and the autograph fee was like eighty dollars. That's a lot. Oh yeah, that's why Holy I didn't get one with Amy Pond. See the the uh, the autograph fee. At, at BAPSCon for the voice actors was 20 bucks. Well, that's not bad, but $80 for... You know, you know why? I'm wondering, I, I, I confess, I don't know this as a speculation, um, but either when you organize an event like that, either you say you can charge what you want for an autograph and you don't, and you pay their way, obviously, but you don't pay them an appearance fee mm-hmm. or you pay them an appearance fee of some amount and based on how much you pay them, it lowers the autograph fee because you, you're paying for their time, which apparently is worth millions of dollars. So I'm wondering if Fanex just didn't spend any money on an appearance fee and made everyone else pay it, which is good business for them, but kind of douchey for fans. I kind of yeah. wish I got a picture with Karen Gillian. That's her name, by the way. Oh, Karen, Karen, Karen Gillian. Gillian. Karen Gillian. Is that like Gillian Anderson? 
Yeah, we actually no. went to one of her panels to try to get in. <laughs> and we didn't. And we, we went to the side room. <laughs> we went in there, and they they said, "Okay, keep going." You know, we saw the stage, all this, everything was filled yeah. and stuff like that. And we're like, "Oh, this is going to be this so, so cool!" Exciting. And then they led us to a separate room, a spare room. Yeah. Oh, it was like an overflow. Yeah, an overflow room. And they're like, "We may or may not have audio. I mean, video for this, but we will have audio. So just so that you know." <sighs> Yeah, and I was like, well, if that's the case, I'd just rather watch it on YouTube <laughs> that, <laughs> later. That seems kind of really, really unprofessional. Well, I was in suit, too, so I was, like, excited and like, yeah. <laughs> and then we walked past everything. <laughs> she was late also by, like, half an hour. Oh, she was? Or something, yeah. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of amateur hour is that? That sounds terrible. She got held up from some other event she was in. Yeah. Still, oh my god! I'm just saying, when you put an event together and you put a schedule out, the schedule is important. Stick to it. It, it is, it is, and and you know what? We didn't go to yeah. very many of the panels, and maybe that's we where didn't go to any panels. Yeah, we didn't, and that's probably our fault, where we didn't get to enjoy the convention with the the panels and and the different things. Maybe that's yeah. But if the they're reason... stuffing you into an overflow room, hmm? but if they're stuffing you into an overflow room. Well, yeah, that's how we felt. It's like we did go to a panel and we just got stuck in the overflow room. That was the only panel I don't know. I There's just a lot of people there, a lot of hype. It was really cool, but, you know. Not not worth the press of admission. It ended no. up being well, taking picture con for us, huh? You were my con. handler con for you and picture con for Well, me. in which it was worth it. It, it was, was really a lot fun. of fun. But. Anyway, so anything else that's gone up with you, Con? I mean, Con? Uh, <laughs> tugs? Con! <laughs> Good job. Uh, no, other than traveling, like I said, for Babs Con, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then NES Remix 2, which we talked about the first one, which is why I'm bringing up the second one. Oh my gosh. I do like that they put in championship mode if you own both. That's That was cool. I was like, oh, Nintendo So wait, what is, what is the championship mode? You know you what do. that is, don't you? I do. Explain. Nintendo made the cartridges with the Switches that go for like 50,000 bucks on eBay now. Yeah. And you had to play through a series of games rapidly. And your score was basically how you competed. And so they put that in. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And apparently it's uh, it's what the wizard was based off of. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a really old cartridge. The wizard. Yeah. Power glove. It's so it's bad. so bad. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I feel like there's something I'm missing that I should say, um, which I'll probably say in the middle of the show, but meatloaf. That, that's what I'm going to say right now. Well, I'm going to say cookies, and it's time for that. Hold on. Hey, hey, hey. It's Rooster time. <laughs> With Fat Albert. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. All right. What do we have for today? Who picked the fortune? The magical cookie. This is what it says. A chance happening. Um, wait, I'm sorry. A chance happening will reveal your destiny in bed with a cookie. So there you go. <laughs> I really like the other fortune. What other fortune? I don't know. I, I don't know when I'm going with this. I'm just, just gonna shut up. Well, hey, it's better than when I went to a Chinese restaurant and I opened up the fortune cookie and there was nothing there. I asked them for another one and inside of it had two fortune cookies. Didn't Winning. Yeah, I was like, what? No, not two fortune cookies. Sorry, two fortunes in it. So I was like, wow, Winning. this is really weird. <laughs> it's a Twilight Zone. Oh, speaking of, that's what I did. I went to a casino and played Twilight Zone and got like the ultimate pull, not a jackpot. But like it was like here's a hundred bucks for a dollar. I was like sweet. 
Oh, really? Yeah, dude, the Twilight Zone slot machine is great. It's been always kind to me, no matter where I play it. Barbara Streisand. Welcome back to I Have No Idea What We're Doing Anymore. Uh, I think oh, yeah, we have to introduce Keith again. Oh. Yeah, we mentioned him in the last episode as a token thing, but here we is for real. Why? He answered all our questions about Hawaii. You did. I, you know what? Why did I notice something? You know how we were talking about the Red Lobster thing last time? How it was like prices higher in Hawaii, Alaska, and Times Square. There was a new one. They added a fourth location. Okay, so this is Keith. Hello. How was BLFC for you? It was awesome. Did you get drunk? No. I watched other people get drunk. That's always fun. That's what I did. I went to BLFC. <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw you there. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It was a good con. I think we talked about I it. Think we, we did. We I had an we episode where we talked about BLFC already. Yeah, I'm full of fail. Uh, yeah, so how's life been since we've seen you? Mm, good. How's, mm-hmm. your, how's your pineapple plant? Um, what well, do pineapples grow on? Trees. Shut up. <laughs> they don't grow on palm trees. Coconuts grow on palm trees. No, they grow on the ground. It's like a... Really? Like a potato. Yeah. Ew, and the Hawaiian potato. Just the... <laughs> Hawaiian potato. <laughs> the Hawaiian potato but famine of Ireland. It, it grows in the ground, and then the frowns come up. I know people can't see my hand gestures that make this easier to explain. The what? The frowns? Frowns. Frowns. Frowns? Frowns. Things. The leafy things. Oh my god, I'm thinking like Professor Frond or whatever on... The, the guidance counselor on Bob's Burgers, his head grows out of the ground. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Some fronds grow out of the ground. Bob's Burgers is amazing. That is a pretty good show. So how long have you been part of the fandom? Uh, I'd say almost two years now. You look at your <laughs> invisible watch. My invisible fandom watch. <laughs> and, and what is your involvement in the fandom? Where can people find you? And I'm a like fox that? and I sell Fox Emporium and accessories. Fox and Fox Emporium. You don't sell anything. <laughs> Fox Brothers. A division of Brooks Brothers. I don't know. I'm a fursuiter, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to label myself. I'm me. You are an amalgamation of many things. And what is that on your... I hear something shiny. It's a Pokemon TCG League from Fortune Island. I understood three quarters of that. What's the Fortune Island part? Uh, it's a series from the trading card game. When Pokemon was a thing. It's still a Shh, don't let them hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, today's topic is getting into character, which we are having a terrible time doing. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of feeling this. So episode. we're going to turn to Keith to walk us through the motions. So what do you do to prepare? Do you put on some foundation, a little mascara? Usually look at things on the internet, which are totally <laughs> I look at things on the internet. <laughs> uh, totally no. what a fox would say. No, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's a it's a weird thing for me because this is how I sound normally. Like Rue knows, this is how my normal voice goes. But yep. it's a thing when I put on my suit, and I know a lot of people have that same feeling where the the magic of her suiting air quotations here um, happens. That kind of that's usually what all I do is I put my suit on. Usually, just the head will do it. Now, now, when you get ready to put your suit on, how much clothing do you remove? <laughs> um, this is a fair question. I remove. My shoes, so um, maybe four or five articles of clothing, and then I put <laughs> on more clothing that will help me. Oh. Fox it up better. <laughs> His bra. Hey. 
his man support. Bra. His bro <laughs> support with an underwire. Just tail support. <laughs> tail support. Do my, they make tail bras? <laughs> no, but they should because my tail is pretty big and it flaps all over the place. <laughs> Sounds like something else could be flopping all over the place. Oh my! His fish, goodness. you pervert. His fish. I'm not an otter. You don't eat fish. I eat chicken. I want sushi. Okay, <laughs> if you haven't turned off the episode, <laughs> so what challenges um, do you do you have getting into character? When people know me out of character, and they. They inter- break the illusion the, for they, you? They can break it for me. They look through your suit? Like how you did to me earlier when I had my head on, and you just looked at me, and I'm like, God dang it, Rue. Well, you didn't have your head on then. <laughs> oh, well, because I was trying to keep keep the character after so I can work with it. But it's, it's hard sometimes. Or someone will do something really silly, and you're just like, uh, uh, how do I interact with that? You have to be really good at snap pantomime to stay in character sometimes. Yes. I think the worst things that get me out of character when people come out with fetish gear. They, and what? Why? Well, like the, the dog muzzles and the and like full on, like oh, we're talking like. Oh, you don't. Really, so you're talking about like, not like I'm wearing a harness in suit. You're oh, no, about no, like, no, like no. A, like a, a pup play hood. Yeah, no, but not just the pup play hood, like the whole arm things and the bounding things like and they come out like that's only happened at fc but it's like <laughs> they let that out at fc <laughs> whoa whoa okay okay this is all i can say but like if i'll turn around the corner and i'm in suit and being all me it kind of sometimes breaks me out because i'm like whoa hello because it's just completely alien to that world yes hmm. interesting so um for you you use um Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I got off topic there. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm turning that question on you. What? How do? What challenges do you face when you when you're getting into character? Apparently, both of you consider getting into character exclusively for suiting. So. No, no, it doesn't. It's is with it? acting as well. I think that when you put that first suit on, though, um, it's it's definitely an object that you end up using to be able to get yourself into character. For me. To get myself further into character, I have to have some form of a prop with me um, mm-hmm. because props tend to help me because then I can use those props to interact with people versus just being a fursuiter with nothing to do. I am now with a fursuiter with, a, I don't know, a great big gigantic zombie hand going around and messing with oh, people. Can you give me a <laughs> hand? <laughs> <laughs> I think the same could be said for getting to character with like RPing, I guess too. Well, some people would argue that they're always in character, like, yeah. like not that they're necessarily saying they're going around and you're going to see a anthropomorphic whatever, but that you know I'm the same person online when I do my online thing as I am in person, mm-hmm. and that based what they do online on their character. So, are you saying that counts or it doesn't count? I'd say that. Yeah. Well, then they're just portraying themselves, yeah. which is which is fine. But I they mean, but they sculpted the ideals that they're living by at that point. Their whatever they call it, their functional philosophy. Well, I think that that's what's happened. That can happen to a lot of furries when they do- dive into being a furry, and they grow. They they grab these aspects. Um, when they build their persona of whether that they're cheerful or happy or bold. They go um, for their ideal. They go for their ideal self. And then what happens is as they portray that character, 
they then be kind. Okay, good. So, well, I, I just wanted to, to at least that's be the devil's advocate on behalf of those of us who don't fursuit all the time. Well... <laughs> You gotta be fair. You gotta be fair. It's just, I yeah. guess, for Sona in general, like he's saying, you're, you're, it becomes less about crafting a character and you're crafting yourself more. Like me and Keat, like it's it's weird because I'm not Keat, and I wouldn't say that I am, but, but at the same time, it's an extension of myself. And some people just well, that gets back to like we've talked about it before, where you say real name versus legal name. Some mm-hmm. people consider themselves to be their character at that point, right? Like, in your case, you have a separation, but some people don't. A lot of people don't. Yeah, which is totally cool. Okay. Anyway. Next question, Rue. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, some questions. I'm going to read my notes. So, so, okay, why did you choose the character that you have for Keat? So, Keat, as far as what I understand that your character character is, you're a very fun-loving, very bubbly... um, why did you choose that? Like, what What uh, was... That kind of delves into, like, the whole creating yourself thing. And Keat is essentially a part of me that the the best attributes of myself that I like. Um, I'm very sociable, uh, silly. Um, Keat's very innocent. Um, How old is he? <laughs> I, don't even, f- I don't have a character age for him, actually. Fluid, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just this personification of all the things that I like about myself and things that I want to continue to be more become like. I wouldn't say I want to be, want to become Keat, but just keep taking more attributes from him. And I designed him around like a fox because they're playful and uh, silly, and um, they're like cuddly like cats, but you know, loyal like dogs kind of thing. And they're a good mix in between. And foxes just. <laughs> so so why not why why compartmentalize them if it's if it's this great thing because if, if you think about it and you say i am this thing you remove that barrier and you just you strive to be that all the time whereas if you put a barrier up it's different so i i wouldn't say it's a barrier because um well, the compartmentalization does something though it, it does it definitely does um but i know who i am i am this person right here in the skin which is some furries have I guess a different view on like I am me like the person I am right now on the mic is me right but I wouldn't say Keat is me I mm. I am Keat but Keat is not me me per se mm. he's just a part that I I like to focus um, when I'm in the suit or talking to people sometimes and just learning from him is fun so we have a few emails here just kidding <laughs> all right this is from Castric. He says, when I want to get into character, I tend to listen to M&M's and make a mental music video with my persona being the main character. It gives me the chills and stuff. This is off topic. Oh, good. But when I play Saints Row 4, it seems like the furries in there always try to murder me. Or are you, do I use my dub, my wub gun, I think, or my tentacle <laughs> bat with 1,000 horse sticks on it? Was that a Saints Row reference? Yeah, but okay. also, a ten- do they have a tentacle bat with a thousand horse sticks? No, no that's our show. It's, okay. your, it's your reference. I love it because Gina freaked out. P.S. Rue, Fig Newtons are master cookie and ketchup on eggs are nasty. Hashtag <gasps> Team Tugs. No, ketchup oh, wait, is wait, wait, wait. good. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, God, oh, God. Hold on. I found a ketchup I like. Oh, what? <laughs> different ketchups? Yeah. You have a ketchup that you I like? I was at Target. I know this is completely off topic now. It is. I, I was at Target, and You're they totally have, derailing they the have show. Heinz ketchup in the glass <laughs> bottles with jalapeno and with malt vinegar. Oh, that sounds amazing. I know. I was like, malt vinegar ketchup is okay. 
So you could put that on your eggs? I think it was malt vinegar. It was something. No, I wouldn't put it on my eggs, but it was this is a step in the direction. Anyway, get back to topic. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that email. <laughs> well, so, first of all, Fig Newtons are pretty amazing. I do like them. Strawberry Newtons. Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, M&M. I M&M. thought he was talking about the candy. <laughs> I did say M&M's. <laughs> he, was, he listens to M&M cartoons. Oh, M&M cartoons. <laughs> I actually, I, I confess, I've never seen an M&M music video. I'm not the biggest fan of, I, I call it rap, but apparently it's hip-hop now. All I can say is Marshall Matters. Get out. M&M. What? Get out. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's part of M&M. Mathers, isn't it? I thought it was Matters. No. Oh. Oh. Castric, we need you to help on this. Will you send us another The email? whole entire time. I, never mind. You you were thinking, oh, he's such a clever name. <laughs> Castric, we need you. Uh, no, no. but he So he does that. that He visualizes himself in, in a music video. That's which, cool. That's, that's a thing. That's something you can do. That's a thing. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It's something you can do. What do you do? Do you ever do... How do you psych up that way mentally at all, guys? Well... I jump up and down. <laughs> I jump up and down. I have an energy drink. <laughs> you jump up and down. I think that the for me, the mentality of just getting into suit and then, um, I don't know, maybe it's just my squeaker or something like that, my magical squeaker. I put the squeaker in my mouth and I brew. <laughs> That's you know, And if I don't have the squeaker in my mouth, I cannot, I, I'm not as good of a, a fursuiter because that's kind of rue. I mean, that's part of him. And so therefore I feel like I've like chopped off his leg or something like that. Like a piece of him is missing. Actually, we saw that when we went, uh, Easter egg giving out things in the Liberty park or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your squeaker wasn't acting up. So you were like, I was really out of character personally from, I've seen you. That was really odd. Yeah. So because my squeaker squeaker is malfunctioning. (laughs) All right. Next email is from Moss. He says, you ask how one gets into character. I offer this as an answer. Although I feel I'm always in character because my persona and I have the same personality. I feel more in character when I wear my hat with ears and my yam tail. Yam? I don't know what a yam tail is. Uh, yarn tail? It says yam. Maybe he meant yarn. Wait, hold on. Did my printer just screw up? Oh, oh my God, guys. If you put an R and an N next to each other, it looks like an M. <laughs> I love yam tails. Yam tails. <laughs> Your tail tastes delicious. <laughs> it tastes like yams. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yarn tail. Thank you, Keith. I just feel like getting into character as a fur is like getting into character for a play slash musical or anything. Just be more animated. So I'm a more animated form of myself, and I make my reaction to things very animated as well. Also, some songs get me into character. The Fox song, for example. <sighs> and also say possum instead of awesome and other little fur words. <sighs> Hey, peace around. This also really helps when I have art block and can't think of what to draw just to get into my fursona's mindset. So basically, I get into the mindset of my fursona and try to outdo my own self and be the best for I can be, and that's how. Signed, your friend, Moss. Moss, thank you so much for that email. I'd have to say that I've, that's probably one of my furry terms that I just don't well, you can't You can't judge like. that. What? You can't judge that, man. Well, I think it's cool. I'm not judging him. How many people think that you're a a creeper for putting a squeaker in your mouth? I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. (laughs) (laughs) Come here, little boy. I squeak. I squeak at you. Oh, God. (laughs) You know what? It's time and place on that one. 
Yeah, I know. Um, well, I, I do want to say, like, let's let's talk about actors. So, okay, so actors have to use sometimes that they use like physical objects mm-hmm. or a um, totem. Oh, it doesn't necessarily be a totem. I, it could I, also be a saying. For for example, like let's say that they have some sort of accent that they're trying to get into. Um, some of them, some actors, they will actually have some sort of a a saying that they'll say to actually, um, unique, you know, push New them. York. Yeah, New York, New, New ah, I can't. <laughs> unique, unique New York. There no, you go. They'll do something to actually help them get into character, um, and to you know to stay in character. Um, definitely there's things that, that, sorry, I watched like a whole bunch of YouTube videos on acting before doing the show. (laughs) And so, um, that's just some of the things that they were saying is that, um, some of them will do their A E I O U and stuff like that to make sure. I do that too. I smoke a pipe and I go, A E I O U. (laughs) (laughs) But they'll like stretch their face out into many different ways because (laughs) they're, <laughs> well, the thing is, is they they're saying that expression is super important when you're trying to perform some sort of a character. Now, when it comes to first suiting, I know this is in the first suiting episode, but I want to say that when it comes to first suiting, you don't really have an expression, but you do at the same time. I think you in, in suit though is just amplified you. <coughs> you're always fidgety, and in suit, you, I just you mean just change facial expressions. Oh, okay. I have facial expressions in my suit. It's kind of sad that I can't portray I have those. official expressions. So, any other props you guys use? I think the tail is a good one. I think anyone who's a furry that just casually wears a tail from time to time, that sort of counts, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, there are different people that, that perform and, and do characters, um, you know, on stage that have tails and stuff like that. Even if you're a regular furry, you know, having your tail on at a furry convention or whether you're at home, you know, you can you can definitely use your tail as as a way to get into character. See, that makes a difference. It made a difference for me at BabsCon, actually, because I, ma- I made a point of wearing my tail because... Your furry tail? Yeah. <laughs> no, I my tailbone. <laughs> <laughs> you wore your tailbone, showing it off to people. Oh, no, no hey, I wore it on hey, purpose because tailbone. obviously it was going to be way different than everyone else running around with fairy wings and hooves and whatever. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's just because it was so different. It was such a, it was a sore thumb, but it was a deliberate sore thumb. It was sticking out like one um, that it, it sort of like you know it contributed to us being more playful and silly with people than we would have normally. Today, on For What It's Worth News. One furry convention is cancelled for the second time in a row, while another is back for the second time in a row. The furry community pauses to note the passing of a noted artist. And of course, upcoming conventions. Bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom, this is For What It's Worth News. Organizers of the Rocket City Fur Meet have announced a second cancellation of the famed event, citing venue issues. The event was cancelled in 2013 due to issues with, quote, full-face masks, and was cancelled this time due to a major flooding incident at the property. 
Future plans for the convention remain uncertain, with Flavor reporting the board of the parent corporation of the convention has considered several alternate options, including a possible closure of the corporation and associated event. No word on the final status of the convention has been provided. Atlanta and Washington State Fairs are mourning the loss of the artist Filthy Rotten Jackalope, who was not only a well-established artist, but was known as the volunteer coordinator for the popular Furry Weekend Atlanta convention between 2008 and 2013. After relocating to the state of Washington in 2013, she was hospitalized and rushed to emergency surgery related to her chronic internal bleeding condition. Unfortunately, complications arose from the surgery taking her life in the process. Filthy Rotten, legal name Tara Patton, is survived by her husband and three children. Salt Lake City locals have held the announcement of the official return of their local convention, Anthrocon. Full disclosure, Tugs is a member of the Anthrocon board. The convention is returning for a second year as an official convention and its fourth as a local event. The convention is scheduled for Halloween weekend 2014 in downtown Salt Lake City and is currently accepting registration and hotel block reservations. Upcoming Conventions As of the time of recording, Elliot's Spring Gathering is taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada, and as we always say, no news is good news. And there has been no news. Caliver is May 30th to June 1 in Irvine, California. Megaplex is June 25th through 27th in Orlando, Florida. Eurofrance is August 20th through 24th in Germany. If you'd like to share your furry news with us or let us know what your favorite upcoming convention is, send an email to news at forwhatitsworth.com and we'll get it on the air. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. For what it's worth is rapidly coming up on the end of Season 3, which means it's time for an epic episode. But it won't happen unless we get your help. Since you're the best audience in the world, we know you'll deliver. What does furry mean to you? Call us at 46944-FURRY or send your own recording to cast at forwhatitsworth.com and tell us your personal meaning of furry. Make sure to say who you are, what species you are, and we'll get your audio on the air. Personal stories, simple definitions, or pretty much anything will help this make an episode to remember. Again, call 469-44-FURRY or email your audio to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Hello, this is Not Zero. I'm making this ident at 12 at night and don't want to wake up my family. Also, you're listening to Fur What It's Worth. So, we are now um, back from listening to the show. <laughs> We're back from listening to the show, right? <laughs> Just and kidding. We've been joined by a gigantic um, orange. Fox. Who's eating our mic. Who is now eating our microphone. Your mic's very delicious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Keat. Hi. And Keat's now in suit. Kind of. Kind of. In, in suit enough. In I'm suit a floating enough. embodiment of Fox. <laughs> so when people come up to you in conventions, this is usually the voice that you use. Yep. <laughs> So, um, how do you feel that accents come into play when fursuiting? Uh, or or uh, just overall. The voice. How, yeah. how does your voice change? Talk I don't know. Me. It kind of just happens. I mean, I'm me. 
<laughs> I feel he, like yeah, if everyone could see this, it'd be amazing. He's literally eating the whole microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metallic taste. Tastes really good. No. Oh uh, no. Because you shoved it in my mouth. I did shove it in your mouth, didn't I? You did. Oh boy. <laughs> Tugs. Tugs is. I'm not. No, I'm not that kind of fox. It was a lollipop. Oh, a good lollipop. <laughs> so uh, this brings up the next point. What will absolutely derail you once you're in suit? When people ask me what I say, because I say a lot of things. What do you say? I hate you. <laughs> oh. I mean, actually, I don't. I... Well, it's, it's because he's a fox, you know. So. Yeah. What does that mean? So how do we, how do we get you out of character then? Uh, Is there a way to derail you once you're in suit? Oh, yeah, you told us that already. It's um, if we get bondage suit on or something. Oh, God. Go ahead, Tugs. Oh, God, help I'm me. I'm putting a bondage suit on. I don't even have such a thing. Internet, help me. <laughs> All six of you come to my rescue. All right, are we going to keep Keith with us or are we going to switch yeah, back? We can, we can switch back. Anytime. You want to switch back? I are you feel like stay this there? is like a tag team game. Switch. Switch. Switchy. All right, I'm pushing both cho- both shoulder buttons right now, so you okay, have to switch beauty. now. Ah. <laughs> oh, good. Your life bar recharged. <laughs> I guess I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so there was an illustration of how people will change once they're in character. One way. It's really hard for me to do that without my head. It's just really just try. Do you try, struggle? Do try you struggle, to talk. Why is it a struggle? Um, Does it feel unnatural? I think I've learned it's because they can't, they can't like see Mimi. So when people Mimi? are looking at me, the person, Keat, uh, like my brain is like, well, they're talking to me. Uh, but when they're in suit, they know that they're talking to my suit. So it's, it's easier to have that come out that way. <laughs> All right. So this is your attempt. Your attempt oh, to so try. Mean. So mean. I want you to try to be in. I, you know, use your fursuit voice without being in suit. Without putting it on first? Yep, without putting it on. Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> See, this is... No, but this is legitimately difficult for it him. It is. You're cruel. You're a cruel mistress. Well, I'm just trying to... A mistress. <laughs> 12-year-old girl? Um, I would... See, this is probably where actors feel like where they have to get into character. So I'm kind of cheating by using my suit as a physical way to do that. Mentally, I don't have any way to really... Well, no, I've that, done it a couple that, of times. That's interesting because you're bringing up some interesting psychological things. Like you, you have a a barrier of protection, yeah, in your suit, right? Like you could screw up and no, that's the suit, that's not me. But the actor on a camera, or whatever, doesn't get that luxury. It's Patrick Stewart in character, still Patrick yeah. Stewart, and that's what it is. I mean, well, they have to find other things to be able to get them into character. Yeah, but but it's if you screw up, it hits you. I just, oh, I know. I, I actually do. Since it's my current thing to do that I love to do, I think that's probably the best way to get me in there. What? Bark. Bark? Bark, I'm a fox. <laughs> so you used a key word, and we talked about that a little bit already, is you had to use a key word. A device. A device or something to get you in. It's really hard to hold it, though. <laughs> because usually people are talking to me or something, so... But you can keep it when you're in when you're in suit. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot easier. Uh, that <laughs> you just gesturing at me. I'm like, okay. Well, it, it brings up a really good point that um, you know you need to be able to have something to push you into um, that character 
character's mind. And I'm sure that with actors, well, like they have it. to do the exact same thing. Or um, if you're trying to portray any sort of character. Method acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's Eminem. Eminem's music videos. Hmm. <laughs> Mint Eminem's. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's probably so mad. He's like, don't make fun of Eminem. <laughs> Some people really love Eminem. You know, I think that this is what happens is like we make fun of people like We're not that write fun in. Of anyone except Eminem's. And then they stop writing us. They're like, no. <laughs> Castrick's writing us before. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know who hasn't written us in a while? Kara. Kara Fox? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, back to what you're saying about actors. Like, I think the same thing could be said with personas, how people feel like their characters are themselves. And then you can say the same with actors. Like the actor for Iron Man, he's kind of. Like Iron Man for most of the time, for what I've know of his, I can't remember his like actor name. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, like he's kind of always that classy kind of smart ass kind of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to him. And then there's people like um, uh, like Captain Jack Sparrow as well. You know, he's just naturally awkward. So every role he plays is tend to be naturally awkward. Johnny Depp is actually a really shy, awkward person. Yeah. yeah. But when he's in Captain Jack, he's exuberantly loud and... Uh. See, that's really good getting into character. He's able yeah. to... I think it's the fear of failure. Um, there, was one, um, there was one actor that was saying that he was afraid... I mean, his teacher told him that um, he's too afraid to be an asshole and that he needs to be more of an asshole because... What? He's too kind. He... He was too. He wasn't able to break into those roles of being angry and showing that emotion because naturally he's a very kind actor, um, and it goes against his, his fundamental nature. Yeah, we're, they were actually interviewing um, the individual from um, Dexter, Michael. I think his name's Michael something. Michael Landon. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> well, like acting, that's the beauty in first sitting and acting is that you you're becoming something else than yourself. And if you can't essentially wipe yourself up, with you <laughs> I'm not. If you say, can't wipe yourself, you may need assistance. Uh, Call a life clean alert. Slate. Thanks, Tugs. <laughs> Question is: Is it up or down? It's clean to dirty. Depends on <laughs> your gender, but <laughs> we're not getting into that. <laughs> What? You need to become a clean slate, is what I was saying. To, to be able to, to fill to, the to pages. Take a, yeah, you have to become a, a canvas, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that applies, like, eventually people have multiple suits I've seen or multiple characters when they RP. They can do that really well. And that's getting into character, and that's really cool. Well, you have multiple suits. Have you Thank established you. that? You have multiple suits? Yeah, I don't What about first suits? I have multiple characters, multiple suits, and my other suit that no one... Are you I... Mystery Otter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you heard it here. I'm also JD Puppy at the same time. Just kidding, JD. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but... Um... So, do you find it disturbing when you swap heads with someone or someone puts your head on? Yeah, I have to be really good friends with you for you to put your head in Keith. That drives me nuts. Sorry. Rue has the same thing. Yeah, yeah I do. Because it, it's really personal. It's like it's someone you. stepping into your skin. And, yeah. And then when, they, especially when it's really out of body experience when someone's talking to you in it too with their voice and you're like, no, just don't. 
and say anything. Just, and just and when you start quiet. to let somebody else wear it, if somebody else finds out that they've worn it, yeah. then they'll go, they're going to want to yeah. to wear it as well. And then the, it becomes one of those fursuits that people just a slut suit. Yeah, a slut suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So let's condense this so, down then a little bit, yeah. So it sounds like you need to know what you want to do, or at least have an idea of the character, and then you need a device to get you into character, be it a mental thing, a word, a prop, uh, whatever else. And then you just shoot for the moon, right? A focus? Yeah. You, sh- you, go for- you go for your focus. Otherwise, you turn to crystal and die. Actually, that's not how it works. That was a ten, uh, 13. 13 reference. My focus is... But if you complete your focus, then you're screwed. So do you ever become nervous in suit? Or do you feel like that you can just like... Like when you become that character, instead of using the word suiting, when you become that character, do you feel like... Do you become nervous at any point in time? Yeah, actually. I still have some of the nerves, but the mentality of I'm in this suit, I'm in, I'm in Keat, you know, like a big giant mech suit, I can do whatever I want, kind of overpowers that most of the time. I still get nervous, though, I'd say. <laughs> so what does um, performing in character mean to you? This is the focus, right? The focus. Um, for me, like, suiting, RPing, or any kind of, it's just um, this essentially focus. You you have this idea, and you just focus it into being that thing. So if I was, say, uh, a husky, a derpy husky, um, you know, be the derpy husky that you're trying to portray, or the sly raccoon, or something like that, or a bubbly fox, you know, that's getting into character. Or a dragon that goes around and or bites people. Or a dragon and, that bites people, yeah. You and re- throws um, fireballs, yeah. I want an atomic fireball right now. Yeah, they're pretty good. As you, he'll just do it out. I know, and he gets the big ones. He scares me. He, he's really good. I like Yuru, but when he's in suit, he has, he's got the walk down. Yeah, he's he gotten really, really good. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I know you're listening to the show, Yuru, so I'm going to say this anyway. We're talking shit about you're you, talking. Face. We're talking about <laughs> you right now. Um, at first, when you started fursuiting, you didn't have a lot of expression in yeah. your suit. And um, I would have to say that from the first that you've put your suit on, and to now, you have greatly improved. Like, honestly, when I see you sometimes in suit, you're now kind of scary and intimidating yeah. to me. So where before, I was like, you know, Yeah, and, and that's where, uh, for fear shooting is just kind of the bigger, not bigger thing, but it's more prominent. It's just because you see all these characters in these fuzzy costumes, and they all, the thing that really sets you apart is how you perform in them. Flinch is a dancer for, and he scares the bejeebies. I can't be. He's a cool dude, really awesome. But when he's in suit, he creeps me out. Um, there's like Piston, and she's this really cute um, pit bull kind of dog, and she's so derpy, and she has this bone, and she lets people kind of take it, and then she's like, "Oh no, you took my bone, give it back," kind of thing. And all those kind of performers have their kind of niche, and they know how they want to be character-wise. Um, and then there's people who write stories, and they have like a like the out of out of position series, you know, when he writes, he's getting into character essentially when he's writing, you know, Lee and everybody in the book as well, and that's essentially a performance as well, and that's what's really awesome about the fandom. Final well, thoughts? Yeah. Any any advice for um, for people that are 
it's their first time kind of exploring into getting into a character. I have a, a piece of don't advice. What? Don't make your first thing a porn commission of some kind when you're trying to discover your character. Do that later. Yeah, I actually agree with that. No, people will do that, though. I really do agree with that as well, because, I mean, that can paint your character right there as being that. I'm going to cite any jokes that you could have been made with. (laughs) Here's your rant. Here's your chance to rant about that. Not a a rant, just... um, Here's your soapbox. (laughs) How you treat your character is, you know, people say, well, I'm my character... But and if you play by that kind of logic, if your character's kind of doing a lot of people, then you then you're essentially doing that to yourself, which isn't true because it's not. But you know, if oh, you're you, pretty much are. Yeah, you're, you're you're speaking towards your value exactly. So if your value is getting happy on, <laughs> um, you know, I mean that's and that's completely fine for some people. Um, don't get offended yeah. when somebody starts chatting with you and being like, hey yeah. there, mister. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I actually have a friend that was... that has that problem. He, he kind of commissions a lot of stuff. And he kind of came up to me one day and was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of people. I'm like, I'm sorry, hun. Your entire gallery is full of stuff. It's it's good to have balance, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's I, that's one thing I do like about our fandom is that we, we're okay with sexuality. We embrace it. We make it a, a, a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, though, it's not like everyone. If you if you go through a family photo album, not that there would ever be this in there, but if you were a furry family photo album, you probably find a lot of pictures of them having fun and doing things. And if because it's a furry album, there would be the adult part later. Yeah. But there would be a good mix. So you know, think about it because that's your advertising card, right? Yeah, and it's a good thing to experiment. But once you kind of solidify your your persona and yourself in the fandom. That's kind of it. So, I mean, I'd say for advice for people's experiment, like I didn't start fursuiting in Keat right away. I fursuited as a German Shepherd pup name, or a Central pup who was a German Shepherd. Wow. Um, but And he was kind of like my stepping into the uh, fursuiting thing that got me addicted to it. This ability to be Centro, who is a gentleman. He's supposed to have been like an apprentice to a butler kind of thing. So he's very polite opens doors for people and still childish kind of um, figure. And then, you know, trying to express and being this super hyperactive fox and just has bells on his ears and he's, you know, jiggly jangling everywhere. And then using that to mold Keat. And I would say my best advice is really take the time to get your character straightened out and how you want to do it. If you want to be, the brooding dragon that is always around that wants to eat people and spit fireballs at you. Do it, you know, and put thought into it because that's how you get into character. I would, as final thoughts, because how come you have to have the last word? I don't have. Episode? I don't have to have the last word. <laughs> His hands are I, I'm innocent. I'm, I'm innocent. innocent. <laughs> no, but uh, some piece of advice I, I would highly recommend. You know, don't stand still if if it's your very first time in suit. Uh, don't stand still. Uh, like you look like an absolute robot, and you look stupid. So unless, of course, you're wanting to pantomime, your first is like a, I don't know, a statue or like something that's dead. Maybe you could maybe do that. If well, I mean, yeah, if that's how you want to perform, then do that. But a lot of that is just nerves, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think the the ti- take the time to mentally put in and practice or experiment. So things. what I'm meaning is like if you're a scary dragon. Or you're trying to portray the scary dragon, then do the stalking motion. 
you know, tilt your head a little bit slowly, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, if you're a rambunctious fox, then go be rambunctious, like move around. Don't just like, I'm innocent. I'm not talking. Don't just stand in a circle and like, feel like, Oh, people are going to, you know, people are going to be communicate with me because I'm in suit. That, that doesn't happen that way. And that, and it's not just for fursuits for characters as well. Um, if, you if you're being. doing acting or stuff like that, you're not going to get the acting job or you're not going to go very far if you don't have a, an expression, if you can't learn how to Make to do believe. those expression, <laughs> expressions. Also, I have a quote for you. you know, maybe practice in the mirror and stuff like that. Go ahead. Um, and this, uh, this may be what you're trying to say. Uh, I read it in a magazine. I'm paraphrasing the quote. Um, this guy was basically, he was goofy for a day at Disneyland. Um, and he was trailing the executives because the executives at Disney have to go out in character periodically. It's just part of their requirements, even the board members. Um, but the person who was in charge of costuming said, anyone can wear a costume. That's not a big deal. It's the hard part is being the character. So in referring to the standing still thing, if you stand still as goofy, you're going to look like a total idiot. He has a certain way. It is your way and do it. Greetings, Galaxy Trekkers! Welcome back to another snippet of spacey goodness. First off, Episode 3 can be found as a separate download on the For What It's Worth website on the BabsCon episode page. Feel free to go have a listen if you haven't already. As of Friday, May 2nd, here are your space headlines. In the Pick a Design contest for NASA's Z-Series Next Generation spacesuit, the Tron-like Technology model won out with over 63% of the total vote. NASA states that comparison to the popular science fiction movie may have had something to do with that, and that they love seeing people draw such parallels. In recent observations, astronomers have found that Jupiter's moon Ganymede may actually harbor layered portions of ice and liquid water, comparing it to a club sandwich. Originally, their models only showed ice on the surface of the ocean and on the ocean floor, with liquid water in between. Now, however, they found there may be a high enough concentration of salt to make the water sink and stay liquid in contact with the rocky ocean floor. If they're right, this could be a crucial water-rock interaction that can harbor life. When it comes to alien invaders, most folks are worried about little green men coming down to our little blue ball. NASA, on the other hand, is more worried about the little invaders we might send to other worlds. While building spaceships slated for landing on celestial bodies, NASA has to consider the acceptable level of microbial hitchhikers, called bio-burden, so that any readings they take, say from the surface of Mars, aren't contaminated by samples of our own ecosystem. ESO's Very Large Telescope, or VLT, has recently tracked an exoplanet called Beta Pictoris b to such an extent scientists can confidently say it has an 8-hour day cycle. That's much faster than anything seen in our solar system. It sheds new light on the relationship between rotation and mass. The technique used can be applied to observing other distant celestial bodies, giving us greater insight into how other solar systems work. To put this into perspective, Beta Pictoris b is 16 times larger and 3,000 times more massive than Earth, with a day one-third the length of ours. That's all I've got for you today. For more news about space and space-related matters, you can follow NASA and other related organizations on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying may the 4th be with you, and keep looking up, space fans.
However, what it's worth truly is driven by your letters, emails, voicemails, and more. The show would be a lot more boring without you. You make the difference. Here's how you can join in the fun. To comment on today's show topic, visit forwhatitsworth.com and leave your thoughts on the show notes page. You don't need to create an account to do so. Email the show at cast at forwhatitsworth.com for general comments. Rue at forwhatitsworth.com Tugs at forwhatitsworth.com And if you're lonely, Koru at forwhatitsworth.com can be used to contact a specific cast member. Voicemail is awesome and you don't have to type. So call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a message. Long distance charges may apply. Send cookies, packages, love and not bombs to P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125, United States. If you would like to remain anonymous, just let us know and we will keep it that way. Before sending items to the show, please be aware we cannot return them to you for safety reasons. If you have original music or art you'd like played on the air or displayed on the website, send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to keep up between shows, check out our Twitter, at For What It's Worth, our Facebook page, or our Google Plus page. It's a great way to get your show fixed and see what we're up to. And now, back to the show. Actually, we have a game that doesn't count for anything. This is the, the useless game. You ready? It's for 10 non-points. Bonus bogus points, baby. Bonus bogus points? For 10 points, points and you, you only get one shot and 10 seconds. If this ends with, what does I say? I no. Kick you. Okay. Who is the owner slash proprietor of the Acme Corporation? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know these kind of things. Oh, it's, it's just a cheat board. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't read fine print. You what got five it? seconds. Um, you got to take a guess. Bill Cosby. <laughs> that is the worst guess <laughs> I've ever heard to that question. <laughs> okay, who? Was, here's here's my question. Who was? No, no, I'm going to give the answer. Oh, okay. What was yours? The and this is in one of the cartoons. It's the Road Runner. It says proprietor Acme Corporation proprietor R Runner. With, with that that's why the, that's why the gadgets never work. Yeah, I was supposed to say, isn't that why Wiley Cody can never catch him? Because he's always per- getting from there, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's throwing money at him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, what was the distributor of the Care Bears? They don't have these what do you mean the distributor? Like Our who? publisher. The original? Yeah. Mattel. Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason in my head, I heard Metallica for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Care Bears. <laughs> American Greetings. Okay. That's correct. You think I wouldn't know that shit? I knew you would. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> because I didn't know the answer to that. <laughs> American Greetings sold it off, though. Now it's uh, owned by those characters from Cleveland. All right, let's do a button. Where is my button? Button, button. button. Where's the button? I know, right? I got to really redo the soundboard. Where is that from? Um, a, isn't that a grade game? school? <laughs> like, remember? No, no, no. In, in school... You would do a game where you had a button in your hand and you would say, button, button, where is the button? And then you like do it around like everybody's hands and then you'll drop it into one of the kids' hands and then all the other kids have to figure out. Beat them up. Yeah. (laughs) They they have to figure out who has the button. 
getting a hot in here. <laughs> All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. <laughs> it actually was getting hot. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We've got two emails, one from Kane and one from us. Keith, you want to read this one? Yay! Sure, I do. Wow, that was awesome. I, I totally threw you a paper of... and you caught it. And I got into character. Yay! <laughs> now I'll just look at you and I'll just ruin uh, it. You just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, this is from... Moss. Moss. I thought we did moss. We had moss. There's lots of moss. Moss is everywhere. <laughs> Dear for what it's worth, so I have two furs that go to my school. One friend kind of in it. I'll get to this later. However, one of my friends is a furry hater. How do I deal with this? He borrowed my iPad and my wallpaper is my persona. He was, was like, what is your background furry? Or why is your background furry? And thank goodness the bell rang. It had been a few days and he hasn't brought it up since. How do I tell him and deal with the stereotypes and not lose this friend? Uh, also, I believe I recently got a friend into the fandom, so yay, and I hope she stays in it, even though um, his family is moving. Also, I recently found out I, a friend I've been friends with since 8th grade is also a furry, so yay. Uh, so good stuff, bad stuff has been happening. So I guess the question is, how does he deal with furry hater? Tell him he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in all seriousness, just... Don't deal with the haters, you know? They haters hate. gonna hate. Haters are gonna hate, and they're, you know... Wait, wait, is this... Did he say he was his friend? Yeah, that's... What that's not a friend. Yeah. If, <laughs> if he doesn't like something you don't like, that's that's fine. But if he's gonna be a jerk about it... Then I he's mean, not your friend. I mean, what if you liked to have cabbages, and he's like, well, I hate cabbages. Cabbages suck. They talk when it rains. Yeah, like, I don't want to be your friend because you like cabbages. That's not, yeah, that's not a friend. It's, yeah, I mean, he should be respectful that you, and he doesn't have to be a furry to be your friend. I'm not saying that, but you can be like, he should be like, hey, that's cool. Because I'm sure there's things that you don't like about him, but, you know, that's part of friendship. Let me tell you something about friends. Friends come and friends go. But Jewish friends on American Dad. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Make great quotes. But the good friends will be the ones that will stick by your side and will be there, you know, for you no matter what. Your best friends. And they don't have to agree with everything you like. No, either. they don't. I mean, I don't I don't like cookies. No, <gasps> I love cookies. I love cookies. <gasps> it's okay. Rue doesn't even know how to dump Get off. favorite cookie. Get off the show. <laughs> Go. Leave. <laughs> Every pony. Get- Whoa. Whoa. Every- oh. I was thinking about... Never oh. mind. We're, hey, next email. Look. Make <laughs> sure the email off. All right, this one's from Kane. He says, "Hey there, for what it's worth, this is Kane McKeaton. After your last, uh, McKeaton. Oh. I think I know this guy. After your last episode about bondage, and previously done an episode about baby furs, because for the most part they do fall within the kink category, I was wondering if, if you'd ever consider doing an episode on the topic of vorophilia in the fandom. I know it can be a polarizing topic." But given how particularly prevalent it seems to be within furry, I think it deserves its own episode as Rue rubs his crotch. I myself would have a few choice words on the topic, being a vorophile myself, and I think it would be great for demystifying a topic that is both relatively popular yet reviled in the fandom. Anyway, this is just nom, my nom, nom, nom. Not Sorry, I haven't <laughs> run in lately. I used to keep in touch with new episodes via Facebook, which doesn't get updated very often, admittedly. I said Death looking at Death players are Rue. going on. 
Anyway, regardless, looking forward to more awesome shows from you guys. Okay. Well, Ken, I'm sorry about the Facebook thing. I, I, I don't have a Facebook account, but Rue does. I, and I, I'll be sure to administer the appropriate beatings until Facebook improves. What? It He's has... from home. Sorry. What? He's from home. Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> he's from Hawaii? I know he's not. Well, I definitely remember this name, Kane, and I definitely remember the name, and I'm pretty sure if I go on my Facebook group right now. All right. <laughs> so, Rue, what, what is going on with the Facebook group? Tell the audience. Share your love. Comment on it. <laughs> the Facebook group has been up updated. You know, I've been putting the episodes Page or on group? There. What? Page or group? Both. Okay. I put on both. I, 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 I know that people get confused about them all the time. Oh, okay. What about your Twitter? All right. Well, what about... Well, yeah, what about our Twitter? Twitter is updated all the time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Twitter is very active. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, you know, I was going to say Vorophile. Vorophilia. Vorophilia. I, I was just saying nom, nom, nom. I just hate all the listeners. <laughs> I've actually... You're in my tummy. I'm no, just kidding. To, like, my roommate from back home is a huge Vorophile. Like, and I've still chalked... Chalk, talk to a lot of people to try and understand. So if you guys did that, it'd be awesome because I still kind of only semi-grasp it. I think we can squeeze that in before end of season. Probably. Yeah, it'd probably be good. Speaking of end of season, we are coming up on the end of season. Oh no! Everybody's ah! like running around chaos. What Things does this are falling mean? down. Uh, we're still talking about it, but right now we do, we there's there's not going to be a big old break like there was last time. We'll just start season four. Is he? Yeah. He's Hawaiian? Yes. He's oh. from Mike Ferger back home. Send me those Hershey's with macadamia nuts in them. They're so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. I don't even know where it is. He's we waiting. got a package in the mail just for you. <gasps> um, we'll Wait, we have to do this now. I don't know where the package no, is. No, stop the show. Go find it. <laughs> we'll do it next show. It's It'll, it'll wait. It's not, it's not time for Oh, that face. Yeah. Uh, so next show, but next, um, anyways, end of season, since we're completely off track again. Um, so we're going to end the season uh, at the end of the month, and then we'll go right into season four, and we'll reveal more about season four at a later date. Are you well, still thinking about the package? Yes, I am. <laughs> next time on For What It's Worth, does Rue get to see what's in the package? Yeah, we'll open your package next show. <laughs> oh, no. There's nothing to see there, folks. <laughs> nothing to see here, just Barbie. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, what else do we have in, in the world of housekeeping? Housekeeping. Oh, the next episode. You ready? I know what it is. Do you know what it is? You ready? We haven't talked about it. We have. The next episode has one word, but we want to know everything you think about this one word. What you think, what you love, what you hate, what it makes you think of. Anything positive or negative. The next episode will be foxes. <gasps> oh, but what about mothers? Foxes. Mothers. I love if you have a foxy mother, then let us know. I'm no. <laughs> so we're doing a whole episode about foxes. Yep. You know that we have three foxes in the room. We could just do the episode right now. The fox ratio is high in this room. Yeah, right now. you're the only one here that's not a fox. I know, and I want to know what the deal is. So write us and let us know. What does Fox bring in? <laughs> and I don't want to know about the news channel so or the you, TV channel so about those. you're not asking people to send in what do they say? No, just what do you think about foxes? <laughs> anything to do with foxes. Anything to do with foxes is qualifying. Anything? Ron Ron. <gasps> I think of Ron Ron, too. I think too. of Ron Ron. I think of Ron. Hello, Ron Ron. 
yeah, so that's it. I don't think that we have any other housekeeping other than keep those emails coming. Oh, oh no, there is one piece of housekeeping. Please, please call us and let us know what furry means to you. That's our end of season special, and it's not going to work if no one calls. Yeah, so send us a message. Um, it is only three minutes, so make sure. Or MP3. Um, yeah, if you if you want it to be longer, that that's okay. If you want it to be longer, you will have to email it to us. Um, if not, then just call us on our number, and Fire Breath will have that info for us. Ba-ba. All right. Oh, comment on our show notes page, please. It makes it look like people go to our website, and we like that. <laughs> Are you putting the video in there? Oh, yeah, and make sure that you, now that the episode is over, go to our website and go watch our video of me and Keat um, at Fanex. I was Dr. Who Fox. What's the name of that video? What do the people say? What do the people say? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's really good. No comments on my fast typing thing scrolling. I already know it's too fast. (laughs) Okay. Comment on his fast typing (laughs) scrolly thing. Gosh. So, in other words, if you want to actually read what it says at the beginning, you'll have to pause it because it goes... It's interactive media. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, this has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Keith. And this has been For For What what It's it's worth. Worth. Damn it! Got it! Is I not supposed to get it this time? It's a game we play. Who doesn't say it at the end? Yeah, then we make him say it.